Welcome to Breakpoint Podcast, a show that dedicates itself to the best racket sport in the world. For the most extensive tennis podcast, let's join Ryan Tennyson, Josh Campbell, Joel Fritchie, and your host, Val Febo. In consecutive weeks, Australians have made finals on the ATP and WTA Tour. John Millman last week did it in Budapest, and this weekend it was Isla Tomjanovic who reached her second career decider in Rabat. Unfortunately, it was not to be, as the Australian fell to inform Belgian Elise Mertens. But despite the loss, all signs are pointing forward after a horror run with injuries. This is Breakpoint Podcast. I'm your host, Val Febo. Plenty to get through tonight. Joel Fritchie is in the house to discuss everything with me. We're going to talk rankings, preview this week's action in Madrid, and we're also going to go through our tipping competition. What happened last week? Just a couple of results. Bits of news here and there. Will Serena Williams be seeded for Wimbledon? That is a big question that we're going to ask Andy Murray how he's tracking. Doesn't look good at the moment. And also, who will be in the ATP and WTA top 10 in five years' time? Joel and I are going to give our guesses, and it's going to be very interesting. I don't know what he's going to say. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. And just to, just to, to welcome him into the <laughs> show, a nice little segue. Joel, how are you? Going well, Val. How are I, you, man? I'm very good. Are you yeah, prepared? Excellent. I'm a little bit prepared. Yeah, um, it's um, I, I'm still not, I'm still not settled on a, uh, I'm still not settled quite yet on on uh, top tens on the respective sides. I've been, uh, I've been weighing up certain places and certain players. Um, so hopefully by a couple of seconds time, I'll actually have a, a final, uh, a final lineup that I can actually stick to and back in. Well, there's a bit of pressure on this because it's it's not easy. I went through mine today and it's very difficult and. Like I've made a list of players who who I've omitted and haven't put in, and there's there's actually quite a few that could easily go in there, but I haven't gotten. There's some that you feel like, oh, geez, did I forget about them, or or are they good enough to go in? But I, I'm pretty set on this. There's a, there's a couple of there's one left field one in there that I think is left field anyway. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. But first off, Isla Tomjanovic, Joel, made the final in Rabat last weekend and fell, unfortunately, to Elise Mertens in straight sets in the final. But what a week for her. Her second career final, first since February 2015. So it's been a long time coming, three and a bit years. Uh, shoulder injuries just derailing her career uh, or for that little two-year period there. And I think her last final was before we even started doing break point. That was a long time ago. So almost three years, well, three years ago, we started that, what, August 2015. So mm. it's, it's been quite a while for Isla Tomjanovic, but she's finally back and uh, defeated Sola Espinosa, Kirsten Flipkins, Jana Fett, and Alexandra Krunic en route to the final. But Elise Mertens just proved a bridge too far. But shoulder injuries, as I said, have delayed her progress over the last few years, but she's now black back playing some top tennis. And her ranking now at 71 is the highest that she's been since January 2016. So it's uh, unbelievable stuff for Tom Yanovich. Just to to get herself back into that confident mode that we know she can play at. Mm. Um, So what did you make of her week? Yeah, uh, positive. Um, I mean, look, certainly shoulder injuries, they're they're another tough one to come back from if you're a tennis player um, because it's just such an important part of your of your body so yeah look i think um you know hopefully this is the start of something for for isla um i guess you know we've seen so many times but she's been in matches and um you know just come the end she just hasn't been able to to match it with her opponent or she's been out a bit outclassed um look so hopefully hopefully this is one of those tournaments that we really see players use as that that's um that stepping block or that 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 starting block and then eventually they push on from that and uh you know they really start to find 
um, some consistency. They go on a run, and you know something as small as that can really change your career. So, look, I, I think certainly for her, it'd be, it'd be great to see um, you know if she could uh, certainly under our, um, our umbrella as yeah, well as Australians, definitely. If she can really push on from this now as well and really make a mark, and uh, I guess uh, even push back into that Fed Cup squad. That'd be great. Well, I think the the difficult thing with her and the Fed Cup squad is that she's represented oh, Croatia yeah, yeah, before, the, uh, the logistics, so yes. at this stage she can't represent Australia, which is disappointing. But I think just to have her under our banner. Um, as you said, it's her first final as an Australian. She was living in Australia in 2015, but uh, was still playing under the Croatian banner as recently as last season. So it's nice to have Isla Tomjanovic back playing some good tennis and, and playing you know, to the potential that we know she can. And uh, Do you think this springboards her year now to a point where she's she can get into the top 50? It's only another 21 places. Yeah. She jumped 25 in one week. So if she has another couple of good weeks like this, um, I, don't, I don't see... A reason why she can't be top fifty by the end of the year, and she can be playing some. She can be matching it with those best. But do you, do you reckon that maybe that's a bridge too far, or this week is, has this week shown you enough? Um, yeah, look, I think I'm. To be honest, Val, I think I'm still to be convinced a hundred percent. But look, what we've seen is what we've seen is is good. Um, so. Look, we we can only hope. Um, it's going to be a big month, though. Uh, of course, with uh, with the French Open coming yep. up. Um, so, look, if she can get a good run on um, and and, uh, and I guess make some progress uh, at Roland Garros, then then yes, she can. But yep. um, yeah, look, I'm still not 100 percent sure. Yep. I'm I'm a little bit on the fence. Well, big month, big two months. Uh, May, Roland Garros, yeah. June, July, Biggest Wimbledon. Year, yeah. uh, this is by far one of my favourite times of the year as a tennis fan, and there's there's so much going on, and it's been yeah, it's been awesome. And last week, obviously, there were five tournaments, and Elise Mertens, she's in some stunning form. Thirteen match winning streak before last night uh, that ended at the hands of mm. Simona Halep. Mertens was just, I think, a bit fatigued. She looked ill. She said she was sick. Um, Halep destroyed her six love six three in Madrid, but she's in some ripping form, and I can see her going into the top ten very soon. She's won three titles this year. Um, two two of her four titles now have come in Hobart, so she loves playing in Australia, which is nice. It's always good to see, but mm. uh, she's playing some phenomenal tennis, and look, I honestly think that by the end of this year, she's only 22, so she's got a lot of time on her hands. Uh, this year, I reckon we might see an entry into the top 10 for Elise Mertens with the way that she's playing. Who knows if she can carry on this form, but at this stage, semis at the Australian Open, two titles, or sorry, three titles, as I said this year. Um, awesome form, and uh, look, great stuff for Belgian tennis, isn't it, to have Elise mm. Mertens and David Goffant on the men's side, yeah. just flying the flag a little bit, considering you know they used to have that powerhouse in the, on the women's side with Kleisters and Justine Ennis. So mm. it's, it's nice to see Belgium tennis flourishing, I guess, again. Yeah, hundred percent. And look, we speak of run-ons. Well, Elise Mertens is is certainly somebody that has has started a run-on and consolidated it. Um, yeah. So look, I mean, now that she's got that got that run going and she's got herself up into the top fifteen, there's really no limit to what she can achieve now. It's uh, obviously it's so important just to get get yourself that safety of the seeding. So um, look, yeah, it's it's really it's difficult now to see her going anywhere other than up. Yeah, no, nah, and at 22 years old, she, she's only our age, which is just ridiculous. And doing something like that, it's it's very daunting, and she's done an unbelievable job. We'll go through the results or the other results from last week, continuing with the other WTA tournament. Petra Kvitova over Mihaela Buzanescu of Romania, 4-6-6-2-6-3 in Prague, their 23rd career title. I think you picked that, didn't you, Joel? Petra Kvitova taking the title? I did, yep. Yes, so good stuff from you there. You didn't pick this, however. In, in the ATP event in Munich, uh, Alexander Zverev over Philip Kolschreiber, 6-3, 6-3 for no his faith. seventh career title. <laughs> no okay. faith. 
I don't know why you didn't pick him. On uh, In the 250s and 1000s, he generally performs in Estoril. Now, this one I'm going to give you some some real plaudit for, or plaudits and applause for. You picked Yao Sousa to make the final. I did. I think I ridiculed it, but <laughs> yeah. he won the title. <laughs> he won the title over Francis Tiafo 6-4, He saved match points, survived another third set tiebreak, his third career title, Joel... I'm, I can't give you an extra point because you only picked him to make the final, but yep. that is that is a also that could be pick of the year. Yeah, I don't know how I did it actually. That um, could be pick of the year. I don't know. I guess I just felt that um, maybe he was he was due some luck, uh, yep. or not not so much luck, but maybe he was due a good run because uh, for me, Hausus has been up there with uh, you know that that crop of, of very disappointing tennis players. So it's uh, it's good to see that he's. He's actually made some strides at a tournament. Yeah, no, great stuff from him. And uh, he played Pedro Souza in the second round of the tournament. And I thought they were brothers. They're not. So just a little bit of trivia for all No relation listeners. at all? I don't think so. I think hmm. Sousa is just a common name in Portugal. So there you go. There you go. Uh, in Istanbul as well, Taro Daniel defeated Malik Jaziri in uh, both of them in their first career finals, 7-6-6-4 uh, six, six, there. So first career title for Taro Daniel. I'm not going to lie. I was a bit upset. I wanted the Tunisian to get uh, to get the title there. Unfortunately, he couldn't. But uh, great stuff for Daniel. Really flying the flag for Japan. Uh, Kanishi Kori, uh, Yushi Sugita, Yoshihito Nishioka. Now Daniel all playing some pretty good tennis. So um, Nishioka mm. coming back from inju- injury, obviously. But great to see for Japan. But a little bit of news now, Joel. Um, Fernando Vadasco, 500th match win last night. He's done unbelievably well, hasn't he? Yeah. Um... Just to just continue playing. <laughs> and he's been around for so many years now. He's finally got there. Beat Paolo Lorenzi last night, 7-5-6-4. But I, I, just, I still think he, he's got a lot to offer on the tennis court. And I just... I don't know. There's something about watching him play that still that still makes me smile. I think, um, yeah. Look, I think no matter how much his form fluctuates, and that can fluctuate quite a bit, um, he's one of the, he tends to be one of the most popular players on the tour. Fernando Vidasco. Yep. Uh, I guess whether it's through the way he plays, or you know, from let's face it, he's a rather attractive rooster. Um, <laughs> you know, from, from that way. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, he's he, he's a he's a fun guy to watch, and I think I think part of the charm of of watching Fernando Vadasco is he's old school in a lot of ways. Like he still uses a Dunlop for heaven's sake. So, yeah. Um, like I think I think just that just um, you know really really says a lot about him. So yeah, no, look, I, I, I love that he's still on the tour. Yeah, and it, it is good. I, I concur 100 percent with that. And I think Fernando Vadasco, the day he retires will be a sad day for tennis. He's yeah. ninth at the moment on the current list of match wins of uh, of current players. So only I think I've got that stat. Here, if we go through them all, Federer is number one by quite a long way, as you, as you can imagine. Uh, Nadal, two. Djokovic, three. Davi Ferrer, four. Andy Murray, five. Thomas Burdich, six. Tommy Robredo, seventh. He's won 533 matches. A lot of people do forget how successful he's been. Richard Gasquet on 501 wins, and Vidasco now joins that club uh, in ninth on 500 wins. Serena Williams as well, Joel. Should she be seeded for Wimbledon? This is a huge can of worms, isn't it? Massive, because uh, it it throws it throws a lot of that draw open if she's seeded. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the the first thing we should say or point out is that the seeding at Wimbledon is what quite different to to some other tournaments. Yes, um, in that it weighs heavily on past performance on grass. Um, yeah, on grass. Yes. Um, yeah. So look. It's yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, look, I guess if we're going to go by the rules, then yes, you can make a genuine case for it. 
Um, but I think <sighs> what Wimbledon have said or what what is known, I think, yes, you can change the seedings, but I think if you're in the top 32, then you're seeded. You can only change rankings between the top 32. There's been talk of giving Serena the top seed. I think that's too much. Which that is way too much. I, and I even think his seeding is too fast. She's ranked 449th in the world. Can you really give someone that's that's played only one tournament so far, two tournaments so far this year, can you give someone a seeding based on that? I don't think you can. It's I just think it is a bridge too far, even for the seeding. A wild card I've got no problem with. Yeah. To put course. Serena in the draw. She's won the tournament five times, I'm pretty sure. Mm. So deserves a wild card. But a seeding, I think, is a bridge too far. That's that's <laughs> that's a pretty illustrious spot, and players have worked their butts off to get there. And I don't think Serena is in. I just don't, and I don't even think she's good enough at the moment to be in that top thirty-two <laughs> with what we've seen so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting one, isn't it? Um, look, given given I guess given the amount of tennis she's played or the lack thereof. Um, yeah, I, I'd almost I'd almost lean on the side of of no no seeding. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, it's it's such a tough one. I mean, it's, Serena is a player that could easily win this tournament for all we know. Yeah, um, well, it is Serena, so we can't yeah. we can't count her out of anything. Yeah. But I just think at the moment she's withdrawn from Madrid. Roland Garros, uh, her participation in that tournament is in uh, is under a massive cloud. So who knows what's going to happen there? And look, I oh, just I'm not sure that a seeding is is worth it for Serena. I think wild card 100. percent She should be playing Wimbledon. Um, but yeah, not not a seeding. I think that, as you said, bridge too far, especially someone bringing up top seed. That's that would be ludicrous. I think that would be one of the stupidest things Wimbledon's ever done. That's way too far. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, there's there's no way. There's no chance. Like, we, we, okay, maybe past performance, yes, but you've got to yeah. think about the current set of circumstances. Exactly, well. exactly. And also, Andy Murray, his Wimbledon, well, his Wimbledon campaign is in doubt already, and he's enlisted in Queens, but uh, a bit of a minor setback for him, and in his recovery from hip surgery, we could see him miss Wimbledon. Where do you think now? When Murray does come back. This is a massive injury that he's had. It's been hampering him for a very long time. Um, didn't play after Wimbledon last year. So his ranking points are almost uh, two months away from being all wiped out. And Murray mm. will have to start from scratch. It's very, very worrying for me uh, from the outside, seeing Andy Murray, a guy that was world number one at this time last year, uh, he's he's almost, he's almost going to have to come back from square one, I guess. And get that ranking back, but I don't know if he can. He's getting to that point, that age at 31, coming back from a hip injury, it's not easy. Djokovic, mm. we've seen a struggle with an elbow, let alone a hip, the way Murray plays. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I was, uh, you, you took the, word, the words right out of my mouth there, Val. Um, the way he plays is a pretty big thing for me um, when it comes to Andy Murray. Um, and the fact that he's coming back from a hip injury, that's that's a huge that's a huge thing. Um, and uh, just the amount of wear and tear on, on the body that the way Andy plays, um, I, yeah, it's it's a bit like Novak for me. I can't really see him, see, see him getting back to anywhere near his best. Um, yeah. I, I can sort of see him floating around the sort of the top 20, top 30. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I really can't see him ever rediscovering... Um, you know uh, the invincible what, form. Yeah, what what he was able to produce to 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 win what he did. Yeah, I, I'm in your ballpark there, Eric, and that's I think that's a very fair and valid statement because look, Murray at that age, and as people have said and brought up, nobody is Roger Federer, and everyone thinks now that because Federer has come back from an injury at 35, 
and won what he's won, that they can do it as well. They are very, very different players to Roger Federer. Federer is very graceful. And not to say that he doesn't give 150% into every point, because he does. But he does it in a way that is very light on his body. Djokovic, mm, yeah. Nadal, Vavrinka, Murray he's all not do a, it. Yeah, he's not a grinder. Yeah, and they're all very bullocking in the way that they do it. Stan is probably less bullocking than what Nadal, Djokovic, and Murray are because they're very, you know, they will wear you down. That's their game. They're trying to wear you down. Rafa's probably more powerful than Andy and Novak. But I think those two, it's going to be very difficult for Novak and Andy to actually get back to their best. And I don't know how much, how much time Rafa has left because, look, he's supreme on clay. What about the other two surfaces? He's done hardly anything on them this year. And, well, we haven't seen him on grass, but on the hard courts, he was injured, um, took two months off, didn't play, and now he's back for the French Open. And I don't think he'll do very well at Wimbledon. So mm. it's very it's very hard to see Murray and Novak really getting themselves ready and getting themselves back into the positions where they're going to be able to win slams. Look, we could be wrong. Um, we don't know what, what they're doing or how they're going about everything, but we shall see. I guess it's a big watch this space with Andy Murray and Wimbledon this year, but do you think he plays? Uh, I'm going to say no. No. Okay. I'm in the yes camp. I think Murray will get up for Wimbledon. I don't think he'll play Queens. I reckon he'll be, uh, he'll be fronted up in the whites for the All England Club come the end of June. But still, one more thing, Joel. Benoit Pair last night. Did you see the incident? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have now, yes. Yeah. So he's come in. He's playing against Denis Shapovalov in Madrid. Lost the match eventually. So this is in the second set. He's uh, he's come in, served, come into the net, missed the volley. And he's then gone to the umpire. Can you come and have a look at my serve? I think that was out. The umpire said no um, because you've played the point. Yep. He's cracked it pretty much and spat on the court. Uh, I think if unfulfilled talent comes in or is in the dictionary and there's a few photos there, I think uh, Benoit Pair is uh, is will be one of those photos because he's just he doesn't care. Yeah, agreed. he's just he's one of those laconic players that can do some unbelievable things, but then can do some really stupid things. No need to spit on the court. Really, no need. Yeah, and um, yep. disappointing stuff from Benoit. But still, plenty more to get through. Rankings coming up next. We have got our previews for Madrid. What's happening in our tipping competition? I'm still ahead, but uh, Joel, not too far behind me. And uh, also, who is in the top ten, or who will be in the top ten within five years, or in five years' time, on the ATP and WTA tour? Find out later on, because that is a very interesting conversation to be had. More next on Breakpoint. You're listening to Breakpoint Podcast. Remember to tune in every week on Wooshka as we update you with the best tennis news in the world. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, and Facebook Breakpoint or at Breakpoint One. Keep listening as we discuss the rest of the tennis news. This is Breakpoint Podcast for Alfredo and Joel Fritchie taking you through everything that's happened in the world of tennis over the last week and what's coming up for the rest of the week as well. First off, we've done our previews, or sorry, reviews, and we've gone through pretty much everything there is to go through over the last week. Now it's time for the rankings and what have happened. Uh, not too much to go through for the top 10, but there has been a change for the first time in a few weeks, Joel. So take us through what's happened in the men's top 10. Yeah, just the one change, Val. So up at the top is Rafael Nadal still, followed by Roger Federer. Alexander Zverev, three. 
Grigor Dimitrov is up one. Marin Cilic down one to five. Mm. Juan Martin Del Potro, six. Dominic Team seven. Kevin Anderson, eight. Johnny's in the nine. And David Goffin is ten. Thank you, Joel. The Aussies, Nick Kyrgios, up one to 23. John Millman down one to 70. Matt Ebden down two to 83. Jordan Thompson up five to 89. Alex Diminor up two to 109. Uh, Tanasi Kokonakis, 152nd unchanged. Jason Kubler up 19 to 161st. Uh, Mark Polman's up one to 167. Alex Bolt unchanged at 171. And JP Smith unchanged at one, uh, 201. And uh, Rises. Um, I've gone for Kainu Shikuri. Um, so he's only up one to twenty. But that said, um, look, I'm just I'm just pleased to see him gradually creeping back up the rankings. I think yeah, it's good to see. Interesting one there. I've got. Uh, well, I'm going to take Yao Susa up twenty to forty eight. Your man Joel and Tara Daniel as well mm. up thirty two to eighty two. Two title winners last week. So good stuff from the both of them. Sliders. Uh, Tennis Angren, the man who... Mm. What's the story? He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, his grandfather is not from Tennessee and doesn't play tennis. Was also named Tennis, tennis but, but... Yeah. yeah it uh, was, it's a very confusing story. <laughs> Wikipedia brings out the, the best in, in stories, doesn't it's it? A bizarre, yeah, it's a bizarre one. But nevertheless, he's down 7-58. to 58, uh, Lost against Francis Tiafoe in the first round uh, at Estoril. Yeah, disappointing stuff. But Tiafo did make the finals, so not, no harm in losing to his fellow countrymen. Victor Troitsky is mine, uh, screaming his way down to down 16 spots to 87th <laughs> in the world. Uh, semi-finals in Istanbul last year and lost in the first round this year. We'll go to the WTA Top 10, Joel. Uh, no changes there for mm. the last six weeks. Yeah, incredible. So uh, for those that, that have missed the last six weeks, Simona Halep is still at the top, followed by Caroline Wozniacki, uh, Gabina Muguru for three, Elena Svitolina, four, Yelena Rostopenko, five, Carolina Pliskova, six, Caro uh, Garcia, seven, Venus Williams, eight, Sloane Stevens nine, and Petra Kvitova, ten. Thank you, Joel. The Aussies, Ash Barty unchanged at 18, Dari Gavrilova unchanged at 24, Sam Stoza also unchanged at 57, Isla Tomjanovic up 25 to 71, uh, Arena Rodionova up 8 to 130, Olivia Rogowska down 5 to 153, Lizette Cabrera down 3 to 158, Destiny Ayava down 2 to 188, Priscilla Hon down 1 to 189, and Jamie Fawless up 44 to uh, 224th in the world, makes her debut in the Aussie Top 10. Great stuff for her. Risers and sliders, your riser, Joel. Uh, Alexandra Krunic up 7 to 45, uh, as we mentioned, lost against uh, Alia Tomjanovic. Yep, in the semis in Rabat, uh, the Moroccan Frog City. Oh, I'm uh, bringing out the dad joke for we the second week in a row. Yeah, we do. Uh, Elise Mertens is mine, up 3 to 16. Career high ranking for her. Uh, brilliant stuff. Just flying. And yeah, Isla Tomjanovic, I think, should be recognized up 25 to 71. Slider of the week. Uh, Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova down mm. four to thirty-one. That's disappointing and sort of just yeah. teetering right on the edge of safety, really. Yep, she's struggling at the moment. Mine is Lucy Shavashova or Safarova, as a lot of people <laughs> like to call her. I think that's as I prefer calling her Safarova, but uh, yeah, apparently mm. I was wrong in the way I've been saying that for a very long time. She's down five to fifty-fifth in the world, so she's just edging ever further away from the top fifty in her career high ranking of fifth in the world. But plenty more still to get through, Joel, our previews of what's going to happen in Madrid and the all-important who is going to be mm. in your top 10 in five years' time. That is still to come on Breakpoint, so stay tuned. You're listening to Breakpoint Podcast. Remember to tune in every week on Wooshka as we update you with the best tennis news in the world. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, and Facebook Breakpoint or at Breakpoint One. Keep listening as we discuss the rest of the tennis news.
This is Breakpoint Podcast. We've gone through everything there is to go through. And look, we didn't go through our tipping competition, Joel, and what's happening there. But uh, I'm on 41. You're uh, 45, sorry. I can't read. You're on 41. Hmm. Uh, Josh is on 33. Ryan on 21. So Josh is uh, he's even he's closing in the gap, I think, but not overly much. So he um, he had a couple of the same picks. I think we both beat him by a point last week and we uh, hope to see him back next week. He's got tonsillitis, so not very good for Josh at the moment. So we hope you're feeling better, mate, and we hope to see you soon uh, in the studio. But look, we've got to go through our Madrid picks very quickly, Joel. And the seeds for the men's, Nadal, the defending champ. Second, Zverev, Dimitrov, three, but he's out, lost to Ranić in an epic last night, 7-5-3-6-6-3. One, Martin Del Potro, four. Team, five, the defending finalists, Kevin Anderson, six, John Isner, 7. David Goffin, 8. Carino Busta, 9. He's out. Lost to Borna Charic, 6-4, Djokovic, 10. Batista Agu, 11. Sock, out. Was 12. Lost to Cuevas, 6-7, six, 6-4, six, six, love. Schwartzman, 13. Burdich, 14. Lost to Gasquet, 6-4, six, 6-2. Six, Puy, 15. Lost to Benoit Pair, 6-2, six, 6-3. Six, Fabio Fonini was 16. Lost to Leonardo Meyer, 6-3, six, 6-4. Six, Novak Djokovic beat Kane Ishikori in the first round, seven five six four. Will that be a boost to his confidence? Well, you'd have to think so, yeah. Um, Could very well be. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. Ishikori retired from Barcelona, so I'm not sure if he's fully it's, fit yet. So Yeah, it's... it's it, Novak it's, only just beat him. Yeah. That said, though, I think the, I think the position he's in, um, I think he's got to sort of... Really, just try and extract some positives from from wherever. Yeah. So, look, I, th- I think it will be. Yeah, oh, we'll see how we go. I'm, I'm still not sold on Novak at the moment. And also, Nadal v. Monfi tonight. Nadal leads that 13-2, but we're in for a firecracker of a match. <laughs> that is very exciting. Del Potro makes his first clay court appearance. Uh, he defeated Damir Jumhur in straight sets last night. How do we think he'll go? Oh, good, good question. Good question, Val. Well, how do you think he'll go? I don't have him making the final, but I have him doing okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I I can't say making the final either. Yep. I, I think for, for me, and we'll get to it in a minute, the the final is pretty clear cut. Yeah. Well, who is it? <laughs> uh, look, it's got to be Nadal winning, and yep. got, I think I think Alex Verov will uh, yep. will make it as well. <laughs> I've got the exact same final, mm. so uh, pretty clear cut there. Boring one and two seeds, but I think that's the way it's going to go. Zverev in some good form, and Rafa, well, as dominant as ever on the clay. The WTA in Madrid as well. Halep is the defending champ. Caroline Wozniacki, two. Muguruza, three. Svitolina, four. Lost to Carla Suarez-Navarro in an epic last night. Two, six, seven, six, six, four. Uh, Suarez-Navarro was... I'm so emotional after that win. It was really, it was that really nice boring. to see. That was not boring. No, definitely not. And yeah, well, <laughs> you should eat your words for that. You called mm. her boring last year. I love watching her play. She's got a really cool style about her. Ostapenko was the fifth seed. She's out. Lost to Arena Camelia Begu, 6-3, 6-3. Pliskova, 6. Garcia, 7. Venus was 8. Lost to Contivate, uh, 3-6, 6-3, 6-2. Sloane Stevens 9. Petra Kvitova, 10. Julia Georges, 11. Coco Vandewey was 12. Lost to defending finalist Christina Mladenovic, 7-5-6 love. Uh, Madison Keys was 13. Lost to Soribes Tormo, 7-5-6-2. Uh, Dara Kasakina, 14. Sevastova, 15. Well, she was. Lost to Kiki Burton, 6-1-6-4. And Magdalena Rubarakova was the 16th seed. Lost to Johanna Conta, who was unseeded, 6-3-7-5. Uh, Ash Barty, unfortunately, got, well, she got through to the second round over Sara Arani. Blew a 4-2 lead in the third set against Caroline Wozniacki and fell 6-2, 4-6, And Stoza beat Pavlachenkova in three sets, but lost to Sloane Stevens 6-1, 6-3. So not bad signs for the Aussies, but 
disappointing nonetheless to see Ash Barty lose from such a commanding position. Yeah, absolutely. We're at the point now where we're expecting Ash Barty to win. It's yeah. not uh, It's not really a case of, oh, let's, let's hope Ash Barty wins. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're at a point now, and she's at a point in her career where, you know, we should be expecting her to win. Well, it's tough against Wozniacki, isn't it? Because she's going to yeah. grind. On clay, you think that, well, it is a weaker surface, Wozniacki, but you'd think Barty should be doing... I, I had Barty winning, so I was a little bit disappointed when I saw the result. And even with Stoza, I had Stoza beating Sloane Stephens. Um, I've, maybe I've given her a little bit too much faith over the last week and a half. I had her winning in Prague, was it? So um, I, I should probably get off the Stoza train. Who knows? But <laughs> uh, we'll see anyway. Maria Sharapova, back to her winning ways, beat Buzanescu and Begu. She'll, uh, she'll play defending finalist Kristina Mladenovic tonight. I reckon Milenovic might beat her, though. Beat her in her comeback tournament in Stuttgart last year, and I think she might do it again. Interesting case, Milenovic. Mm. Well, we don't know what we're going to expect from her, do we? Exactly right. Do we? So we'll see how we go. Dominic Team, her boyfriend, best surface is clay. Will it be the same for Kiki? I reckon she's had her best performances on clay over the last year, so we'll see how we go. Who's your pick to win the title? Uh, I've got Simona Hullop against Caroline Wozniak in the final. Wozniak, really? Yep. All right, yep. interesting call there from Joel. I've got Halep over Carla Suarez Navarro. I think she's going to back up that win over Svitolina and really make an indent on this tournament and get back to her winning ways and her quality. But before we go, Joel, the coveted, well, not really coveted, but one of the most fun segments I reckon we'll have all year, just sort of a little prediction for what's going to happen in five years' time. The top 10 in five years in 2023, who we see as that, Next echelon after the Big Four. Maybe you still have a member of the Big Four in there. I don't, but uh, we'll go through yours first and who you have as your ATP top 10 in five years' time. Yeah, well, I actually didn't have any of the Big Four. Yep, okay. In the, in the top 10. Um, right. So, world number one, I've got Alex Verov. Yep. I think eventually he'll he'll get it together um, in slams and he'll, yep. he'll start dominating. I think it's only a matter of time. World number two, and I know you'll love this one, Val, Nick Kyrgios. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. He, he, the guy, is so su- supremely talented. Okay. That if he, if he can just straighten himself out mentally, this guy can beat anyone, anyway. And yeah, it's it's only a matter of time. I'm telling right. you. Uh, okay. I don't think he's going to do that, but we'll fair enough. We'll see. Continue. Um, okay. Uh, world number three. I've got Dominic Team. Yep. Four. I've got Borna Chorich. Yep. Uh, five. Denis Shapovalov. Yep. Six. Grigor Dimitrov. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I've got David Goffin. Yes. Then Pablo Carreño Busta. Yep. Then I've got Marin Cilic and Juan Martín Del Potro. Okay, so Del Potro will be 34. He will, At yes. that time, Cilic will be 34 as well. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, I reckon they're thereabouts. I've got, I've got a pretty different one. I've got some similar ones in there. Uh, so Zverev is my number one. Yep. Shapovalov is my number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hyun Chung is my number three. Karen Khashanov is my number four. Grigor Dimitrov is my five. Dominic Team is my six. Seven, I've got Andre Rublev. Eight, Alex Demonor. Nine. Demonor. Yeah, wow. I've got Demonor. Nine, Stefanos Tsitsipas. And ten, Felix Auger Aliasim. Ah, okay. So I've got a couple of notable omissions. Well, all the big five, I think they'll their time will be passed by that point. Uh, Federer will probably retire within the next couple of years. Then Nadal, Djokovic, Murray, and Vavrinka will follow. Kyrgios, Kokonakis, Kyrgios, as you said, yes, he does have the talent. I don't think he's got the mental capacity to actually go and, and get himself into the top 10. Maybe he'll float around there. I don't think he'll be there in five years' time, maybe before, maybe after. But in that five-year period, I just can't rely on his consistency. Um, 
Big five, yeah, will be done. Kokonakis, injuries, who knows? Uh, Edmund, Goffin, Pui, Schwartzman, Sok, Chorich, Gasquet, Medvedev, Pui Tiafo. is no chance. They just missed. They're, they're in that age bracket, and Del Potro and Chilich as well will be thereabouts for the next few years. So they just missed. Nicholas Hurry and Taylor Fritz could go close as well. So they're my top ten. A couple of different ones there. Um, I reckon Demonor is probably that that smoky that mm, I reckon we'll yeah. get there. But Auger Aliasim as well. That could that's, be very wrong. He's only 17, cool. but we'll see how we go. The WCA now, who have you got in here? Um, yeah, so were, to be honest, it was mostly... Familiar faces, yeah. I found. Yeah. Um, so world number one, I, I actually still think Simone Hallett will be world number one in yes. five years' okay. time. Yes, okay, yep. Um, number two, though, I've got Naomi Osaka. Really? Yeah. Okay. She's the next Serena Williams. So you got two pretty interesting ones at number two. She's the next Serena Williams. Okay. She's going to dominate the tour um, mm. before too long. So I don't even have her in the top ten. Oh, really? No. Okay, well, I've got a world number two. Um, number three, Alina Zvitolina. Mm-hmm. Four, Carolina Pliskova. Uh, fifth, I've got Elise Mertens. Six, Garbina Muguruza. Seven, Yolanda Rostopenko. Eight, Sloane Stevens. Nine, Dario Kasakina. And ten, Ash Barty. Okay, very good. I've got uh, I've got a couple of different ones. Svitolina is my number one. So I've got her there. Kasatkina, number two. Uh, Ash Barty, number three. Okay. So I've got her quite high. Yep. Simona Halep at four. Garbina Muguruza, five. Yelena Ostapenko, six. Uh, Elise Mertens in seven. Madison Keys, eight. Belinda Bencic in nine. She's been oh, injured, yeah. so yeah. Uh, she's one that's often forgotten. And in 10, Marta Kostiuk, young really? Ukrainian that made the third round at the Australian Open, beat yeah. Daria Gavrilova at, uh, in the Fed Cup. I've seen, group two. Yeah, I've heard worse calls. So I think Marta Kostiuk should be, uh, should be 20 by that time. And a lot of the younger WTA players make their run at that age. So we've seen Ostapenko do it. Halep's been around for a while. Barty is only 22. Kasekin is around that age. Svitolina's 24. So they're all around that age when they make their run. So I think Marta Kostiuk by that age will be very seasoned. Um, Dasha, she won't get there. Pliskova, Garcia, Stevens, Osaka, Contivate, Bellis. They'll all miss, but be, be close. I think Serena, Venus, Kerber, maybe Kvitova might be retired by that point. Wozniacki and Pavlochenkova will be close enough, but just won't be there, I think. So that's uh, that's my top 10. And uh, we'll go through all of this again on social media uh, very soon. So you can uh, you can revisit what we've said and why we think these players will be where they are. But Joel, that's about all we've got time for on tonight's show. Thank you very much for being a part of it. That was a very fun seg. I think we should do more of that. It was, yeah. Agreed. So uh, definitely on the cards for the rest. And we Remember, follow us on social media, Facebook, Breakpoint, you can, uh, or at Breakpoint1, uh, Instagram at BreakpointPod, Podcast, Twitter at Breakpoint Pod. Uh, what's the other one? Wooshka. That's where we put all our shows up. You can search us up on their Breakpoint Podcast. Uh, it's been a very fun show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I've been Val Febo. Hope you have a lovely day and a lovely week.